6, 2018. A collection of quotations, paradoxes, facts, figures, birth dates, death dates found nowhere else. This is a day of executions. It was on this day in 1414 that Bohemian religious reformer Jan Hus was burned at the stake. He had taught some of the views of the English reformer John Wycliffe, particularly the idea that the bread and wine of the Eucharist should both be distributed to all Christians, a practice that had fallen out of favor during the previous 600 years. He accepted a safe conduct to attend the church conference being held at Konstanz in Switzerland in order to present his views. But just three weeks after Hus's arrival, he was imprisoned. His first trial did not occur until June 6th. He had a second on the 8th and was condemned to death. In response to news of his execution, those Bohemians who had followed his teachings broke into open mass rebellion against the papacy and all those secular leaders who supported it, leading to a war which lasted from 1419 to 1434. This is also the date of the execution of Sir Thomas More. He was an Englishman, a Londoner, a humanist scholar who thought about becoming a monk but became a lawyer instead. He dedicated his work Utopia to his friend, the Dutch scholar Erasmus. He coined the term, in fact. Despite Utopia's questioning of the morality of rulers and politicians, Moore also became a practical politician, a Speaker of the House of Parliament, eventually serving as Henry VIII's Chancellor, his principal governmental minister. Like Henry, Moore was a fierce opponent of the initial Protestant Reformation, but later, Moore refused to acknowledge either Henry VIII's annulment of his first marriage to Catherine of Aragon or Henry's making himself supreme head of the Church of England. When Moore refused to take the oath of supremacy, which acknowledged both, he was tried for treason, found guilty, and beheaded at the Tower of London. In 1935, Moore was canonized as a martyr of the Roman Catholic Church, and in 2000, Pope John Paul II declared St. Thomas More the heavenly patron of statesmen and politicians. And it is the birthday of Marc Bloch, perhaps the greatest historian of the 20th century, both as a scholar and as a man. His family was Jewish, descended from Central European immigrants. His father was a historian of ancient Rome. In the First World War, Marc Bloch won the Legion of Honor for heroism. After the war, he became professor of medieval history at the University of Strasbourg. Impatient with the traditional focus of history on politics and war, and influenced by the sociology of Emile Durkheim, Bloch began to focus on the mass of the population, on what normal people were thinking, doing, and feeling. In 1929, he and Lucien Febvre founded the Annale, a journal focused on economic and social history. And by so doing, they created perhaps the most influential school of historical thought in the 20th century. By the beginning of the Second World War, Bloch was professor at the Sorbonne in Paris. After the fall of France and its division into German-occupied territory and into the Vichy-governed France, Bloch moved his family south to their country home outside the German zone within Vichy, France. He managed to secure academic appointments, and he wrote, but he was nevertheless living in social and intellectual isolation. But in 1942, he joined the French resistance, pouring all his powerful intellectual and moral force into the fight for a free France. A fellow member of the resistance described him as a gentleman of 50, with a rosette in his buttonhole, a refined face under silver-gray hair, keen eyes behind a pair of spectacles, a briefcase in one hand, a walking stick in the other. 
Some thought him too old, too bourgeois, too staid, and too well-known to be a resistance member. But he was accepted by the leadership and moved to Lyon to work in the movement. There he directed operations in the Rhône-Alpes district and prepared for actions to coincide with the eventual Allied invasion. But with the Allied invasions in Italy in 1943, German action against the resistance increased in intensity, more and more networks being continuously rolled up. On March 8, 1944, Bloch was arrested along with a number of other leaders in Lyon. Questioned by the notorious Klaus Barbie of the Gestapo, Bloch revealed nothing more than his actual name. Following the landings of June 6th, the Gestapo began to execute prisoners. On June 16th, Bloch was one of a group of 16 taken to a field north of Lyon, where he was executed by machine gun fire. What is it that seems to dictate the intervention of the historian? It is the appearance of the human element. Long ago, indeed, our great forebears, such as Michelet, taught us to recognize that the object of history is, by nature, humanity. Far more than the singular favoring abstraction, the plural, which is the grammatical form of relativity, is fitting for the science of change. Behind the features of landscape, behind tools or machinery, behind what appear to be the most formalized written documents, and behind institutions, which seem almost entirely detached from their founders, there are men, and it is men that history seeks to grasp. Failing that, it will be at best but an exercise in erudition. The good historian is like the giant of the fairy tale. He knows that wherever he catches the scent of human flesh, there his quarry lies. That's from The Historian's Craft, written by Mark Bloch, published by Manchester University Press. This is Historically Thinking for July 6th, 2018. I'm Al Zambone, right in the corner where you are.